Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. My name is Daniel Carroll, and this week it is episode 61, and it's time to hit the arcades again. And we're talking Fatal Fury 2. Well, it's the the Super Nintendo one came out first. That was, and I played the Mega Drive one, Sega Genesis. But you know, Super Nintendo one came out first. Let's just let's be honest about this. I don't know why that happened, but it just did. I am joined by Mr. Raging Demon from the Command List podcast. Yes, he has his own podcast now. Go to Command List. Strictly fighting games. Now, he's usually my guy I call up whenever I need talking about fighting games. Now, I have to pull out an apology from last week. As we all know, I wasn't very well. Um, I was in hospital. I'm okay. Completely okay. I think it was just a bit of panic from me, a bit of panic from the medical staff because of what happened previously when I'd had a tight chest and shortness of breath. I got pneumonia and they were kind of worried like, let's make sure it's not that. So it's all fine. All good. It's something viral. It was all good. But I think it gives everyone a bit of a barometer for me now. Like, okay, if it's this, it's that. If it's this, it's this. So I'm okay. All right, so I do apologize, but I was so exhausted because I was in hospital for 11 hours getting tests done, like blood works, um, doing the heart checks and stuff. They didn't want to mess around. I was like, oh, let me just go home, chest x-ray, the, the works. They put me through the ringer. But at the end of the day, I'm fine. I'm very appreciative that everyone was messaging and support, so thank you. It's in 100% now. But as I said, because everyone had sent me in questions and they'd taken part in the games, it's going to be a bumper. So I'm going to go through everything. Okay, I'm not letting, I'm not ignoring you. So some of you are going to get two comments this week, you lucky buggers. But we are talking about Fatal Fury 2. I know people are probably related to what happened last week for Dragon Quest. Uh, or Dragon Warrior, however you want to put it. So first of all, let's just, let's get the plugs out. Right Actually, we get the plugs out of the way and then we can just go forward. Um, does that sound fair? Yeah. All right, okay, so whenever you listen to this, please give it a five-star review. Uh, please leave a review. Tell me I'm great. Tell me I'm crap. Tell me I'm amazing. Tell me I'm an absolute joke because I had to go to hospital for something I thought was pneumonia but wasn't pneumonia. It just helps me get in the eyes of other people. And please, 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 whenever I put up a post up, usually it's on Twitter now, please share it because it just helps it and get out there and more people can get eyes on my show and hopefully the show can grow. I'm also back on YouTube. Uh, I do Pokemon challenges. You can find it under Kagsy, C-A-G-S-Y, and the link will be in the description of this episode. Every two weeks, I will be putting out a new video, and I appreciate if anyone can subscribe to the channel. It's free and takes five seconds. And if I put a new video out, which comes out this Friday, the latest one, just give it a quick like. Don't have to comment, just give it a quick like. It really just helps that algorithm, and I want to get me back to where I used to be. Okay, so the final thing, if you want to help support the show, is over on Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash and for $1 per month, you get access to your own show. Your own show called DLC. Now, this DLC could be anything. It could be top tens, it could be modern game reviews, it could be a gaming event, anything that I want to basically talk about. And as a bit of a sneak peek, i like to show you what's behind the scenes. Uh, episode 34 was released, and it was my top 10 Mega Drive games. At number 10... Golden Axe 1. This is the... Oh, 
look, the memories, this, everyone's like, fuck no, this game's shit. Look, this game has so many memories for me. It was in the first batch of games I ever bought, ever bought, ever received when my dad gave me that Mega Drive. It was in that Mega Mega Games 1 or Mega Games 2. It was in that collection, and I had such a bore with this, I can't lie. Like, it is going to be getting an episode, there's no doubt. Like, don't get me wrong, it's not a long game. Well, I thought it was a long game when you play it, you know, how you probably meant to, but I've seen this game finished in, like, less than 10 minutes, which just blows my mind how someone can finish this in 10 freaking minutes. And that was DLC episode 34, and a bit of a sneak peek into my top 10 Mega Drive games, which I do say for the record, hopefully I'm going to revisit this, and I'll do all the consoles, I'll revisit it in maybe a year, two years, something like that, and that list might have changed, because hopefully I would have played a lot more Mega Drive games, just for an example, and that list, because it's play- I know people are going, oh fucking hell, there's so many games you missed, there are, because there's so many I've not played, so hopefully as, I get, as this show grows, I can play even more games, and that list will change. Now, to also let you know that 5% of all the Patreon fund each month will go to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers, which is a UK charity providing games and consoles to 150 children's wards across the UK. Now, so far, we've only raised $2, which is tiny, I know, it's not much, but I really hope we can make this show grow over time, and I would really get to, love to get to the stage where I'm donating games and consoles. I would love it if we got to that. It would be absolutely fantastic. Additionally, if I do get back to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, I will start donating 5% of any income made from YouTube as well. If you do want to donate games directly to the charity, the link for them is in the description. Additionally, what else do you get for your money? Well, you get access to our own Discord, you get the chance to message me one-on-one, you can take part in all our shows of 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survival Die, DLC, or comments on the Game of the Week, and give me the chance to butcher your names. There's the plug. Right? We're done. That's what's helping me get my own little house. That's what your money goes towards, my little house fund. To be honest, it's for me, the wife, and baby hiccups. Um... I should say as well, actually, we still talk about hiccups. She turned four today. She is four years old as we talk on the 3rd of April. She is four years old and it has been a wild weekend. That's probably why this episode's a bit late because I've been exhausted. First game of the season, getting ready for their birthday party, then the day itself. Oh my God, it's just been manic. So those with kids probably can understand how I'm kind of feeling right now, trying to deal with a house full of children. Well, okay, they've all gone. They're all done and dusted, but, you know, they're not like I've just left them upstairs. Say, bye, I'm doing a podcast. I'll see you later with a few drinks to myself. Oh, I should say, actually, I was, you know, waiting for this one, but, oh, there we go. That's better. I do need something to crack open because I'm, I've had a busy few days. Hang on. So I know some of you, and Captain N messaged me, oh, where's my show? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I've got life to lead. Now, wish if this is my full-time job, we wouldn't have a problem. One day it might be, but that's something in the future. All right, enough of me rambling. Let's get into our first section of the show, which is our letter section. And we called 16 Bits of Nonsense.
Now at 16 Bits of Nonsense, it's our letter section. You guys on Patreon can write in, ask me pretty much anything, and that's what seems to happen on this show, and I will do my best to answer. As I said, what I've done, I've taken last week's episode, or last week's questions, and moved them to this week as well. So we have double the hits. So some of you are going to appear twice, you lucky buggers. So let's get through them, and as always, I just read them live. Captain N says, Mr. Dud. As I sat down to listen to another great Saturnless S episode of Retro Wars, and it will fucking stay that way, I heard a question oddly directed at myself from the legend of the fighting genre, Mr. Rage Demon. He asked if your 16 bits of nonsense, this wonderful section, where you get to hear me write in weekly until such a time I am drowned out by a success, should be cartridge or disc-based. So you said I agree with your cartridge now disc-based letter comment. But Dud, I don't fully agree with you. See, the, with the way storage technology is coming, I believe you have to start on cartridge, move to disk base, and then finish with cloud streaming 16 bits of nonsense. It's the way of the future, and you should get on board while it's still on the ground floor. Do you know what? I'm going to agree with that. Uh, yeah, that's the way we're going, isn't it? So we're still, we're still very much the cartridge stage at the moment. Like, literally, you're hunting round for that little tiny... Like, like, a, game, like a Game Boy cartridge. Like, like literally, this, it's this little tiny thing full of joy. That's what we are at the moment. We're a Game Boy cartridge. And then hopefully the show grows and we get a little bit bigger and we can go to like a Super Nintendo cartridge or a Mega Drive cartridge. And then, then you build up. I get, I agree. Eventually, once we get like to the PS4 era of this show, or not this show, but you know what I'm trying to say, then we say we're, str- we're cloud gaming only. Oh, wouldn't we? I'd be like the enlightened one if that was the case. Like, oh. That's my singing. I won't do any more of it. But either way, that's how I think it is. Yeah, I agree. I agree with what you've you built on that, Captain N. And I'm with you. We start as a cartridge. We go then to disc based, And then eventually we will build and build and build to where we are cloud-based gaming. He's, he's on it. This man is on it. Thank you very much, Captain N, for your lovely words as always. Blaine the Hoagie Man says, So, Mr. Danny, I have to ask, why does it seem the British have disdain towards the other countries of Europe? Or even so, other Brits as well. And do the Swedish really think the Dutch are scum? Um, so the second question, I have no idea if the Swedish think the Dutch are scum. I have no idea on that one. Do they? If anyone from Sweden or Holland, because we do some, I do check who listens to this show. Any of you guys just join up on Patreon. Let me know. Do you hate each other? Has something happened? Do the Dutch have their own version of IKEA and it just really angers you, or the Swedish people hate the Dutch because they can they can smoke marijuana legally and have lots of bikes? I, these are just questions. I'm just putting it there. And I've been to Holland quite a lot, and there's a lot of red light places, or one big red light places, and it's um, interesting. I think Chris would like it, but it is an interesting place. So the British, yeah, we're just bitter. I think. Okay, I'm going to piss people off with this. I think it's because we used to own everything. As <laughs> so it's like, you fuckers. You fuckers ran away. We fucking own you. How dare you look down on us with the British Empire. I am taking the piss before anyone loses it. But I don't know. We always, us British just think we seem to have like this entitled right. And we do hate each other. Oh, Jesus Christ, we hate each other. So I play, where I play my team now is me. And there's three other English guys, and they're all Londoners. And there's two English, three English guys, two Londoners, one from Yorkshire, and we all hate each other. We're, we're all mates, but oh my god, the piss taking that happens. Like fuck you, you southern prick. Fuck you, you Yorkshire, Bella, you Yorkshire sheep shagger. I get scouser. That's what I. I am not a scouser. 
someone from near, I'm from Liverpool, and basically all I do is rob people, basically steal all their stuff. I don't. And I'm not from Liverpool, but that's what I get tarnished with because of my accent. But yeah, we um, there's a lot of hatred between the British. The only time it seems we come together is when England play internationally. <laughs> Apart from that, we all hate each other. It's absolutely great. I don't know what it is. We're just such a bitter country. We really are. And I know there are some English people... Um, and I think some of them have got to get involved and just say, yeah, yeah, with you on that. Completely agree. That's it. Um, Barry, it's a shithole. It's just a shithole. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to get messages, aren't I? All right. Chris Copleen says, Chuck's dud. How do people who call themselves Sega fans sleep at night knowing there are fake Sega fans who hate the Saturn? For me, I try and continue the spread of the gospel of Saturnian. As a true trade Sega fan, it's the least I can do. Well, I can tell you how I fucking sleep. Very well, actually. Very fucking well. I literally sleep on a bed of roses knowing I'll never have the satin even touch me. Literally, it'll never come into my hands and I'll be so happy. And if someone will one day say, I'll, I'll get like a post, what do you call it? A PO box and a satin controller or a PO. I'll be like, ah, kill, ah, I'll be like the plague. You see me just smashing up this post box. Like, that fucking, kill it, kill it with fire poor wife's like what's going on when i've got like a deodorant can and a lighter please the love of god no one do that i do not want a bloody lawsuit on my desk because you did that with a sega satin controller funny as fuck if you did do it how did you injure yourself son well the can exploded because i tried to take out a sega satin control with a bottle of links and a lighter it, it, it melted it a little bit before it blew up in my hand and then it became part of my hand and so did the sega satin controller and now i'm stuck like this and i yeah, I have a Sega Saturn controller for a hand. That's what happens to Sega Saturn fans. The the hands mold into these Saturn controllers, and it's just but ugly. And the only decent game they've got maybe is Virtual Fighter Two. Ooh, <laughs> fucking Saturnians, literally. And the problem is, is that the main the Patreon, all those Saturnians, they've jumped from one podcast the influence of this show to me knowing that oh they're not going to get red on that show and spread their saturnian filth so they'll come over to my show where they know i'm desperate for people to talk to so they're like oh i'll spread the love of saturnia fuck off fuck off the moment i start getting more people on this i look i'm literally looking at some of you bars like you're not even getting red ever again with your saturn bollocks <sighs> can see your patreon now going boo, 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 down gone Alright, Captain Ant again. I said this was the second time, so he's back again. Dud, since you left us here hanging last week, I'll ask a second question. How many hot dogs, or as they say in Australia, hot dogs, twats, I fucking fell for that. Can you eat in one sitting? How 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 long's a sitting? You, you need to be clear with these things. You ain't giving me a clear time frame here. Are we saying like in ten minutes? I've never done a hot dog eating challenge. Like, you know, they dunk it in water and down it goes. I can eat... And it also depends on the type of hot dog you're talking about. Are you talking about those, like, thin little ones, which are basically made of all the shit of the rest of an animal? Or are we talking, like, a proper sausage? Like, a big, juicy, motherfuck sausage? Because if you're giving me those, like, thin ones, yeah, all day long, they just go straight down. But if it's a big, you know, meaty sausage, that's going to take some time. I'm not having that clipped. I am not having that clipped. But it'll take me some time. I'm going to bread... As well, the bread's what fills you up, isn't it? Add the sauce, add the mustard, add, add the onions. It's all just piling up. See, one thing people who don't come from Australia don't know. We, 
we have this thing called um, Bunnings, which is like it's like our DIY shop. For those in the UK, I think we had Bunnings for a while. It failed. But they tried to buy Homebase. Again, I'm talking to people in the UK in this one. It's basically B&Q. It's basically their version of B&Q. I can't tell you what America's is. I have no idea, or nor do I care what your um, DIY system is. But ours is here in Australia. It's Bunnings. In UK, it's um, B&Q. But outside, they always have what's called a sausage sizzle. And it's basically where they raise money for charity. I've done it. I've done one for, for our charity, and it's great fun. And basically all it is is that you put a sausage, you cook a proper sausage and a piece of bread, put it on, onion, fold it over, sauce, boom, done. That's it, all it is. And every time you go, there's always a sausage sizzle there. Whole, it's like a national institution. If you go to Bunnings, you get a sausage sizzle. The absolute dream. If they did that in England... Mmm, mmm. I know it's nothing to do with video games, but mmm. Please let me know if you do like that in America. I know Raging Demons probably going, oh yes, I said chisel. They'll, they'll have them in Perth. They will, but they they will they'll have some. So you let me know in America whether you you have those things, and you know just maybe introduce it to your local DIY shop. See, it's a weird weird show. Nothing to do with gaming, but there we go. Nico Hilson writes, Danny, I have an answer to the question of how the pocket pussy is used in battle from last week's episode. Oh, for fuck's sake. You know what? This started again on the Patreon and then the Discord. I was like, what the fucking pocket... Oh, for fuck's sake. It was off the Dragon Quest episode. The pocket pussy. Just... <sighs> I don't know why I bother. Literally. What other, what other episode of any sort of podcast do you talk about a pocket pussy being a weapon for a game? Either way, Nico says, Nico says, the pocket pussy is a powerful magic item that will absorb the enemy's soul when it is finished. When it's finished, will take half the enemy's belongings. <laughs> Generally, that's good. And he's put in brackets, don't feel obliged to read this out as I don't want you to get another shadow ban. Okay, what he's on about there is I got banned from YouTube. Um, my original The Honest Pokemon trainer got me said he's shadow banned because um, I showed a picture of clothed boobies. Clothed, but it got me banned. No, uh, this this show, Nico, is, is game on. I'll say what I want on this one. I'm not I'm not trying to please anyone. Here. I'm not trying to please sponsors, but that, that made me laugh. That made me laugh. Takes their soul and half their eyes and their, half their belongings. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's gonna be a. F- I'm gonna get it on. I from the feminists are gonna come after me. You fucking toxic masculinity. Well, it wasn't me. It's a weapon. I've got no say in this. The weapon did it. Don't blame me. Is have have, have a problem with the weapon? It's how powerful the pocket pussy is. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Do you know what? I know I'm going off tangent, and I don't. I, that's that's what happens. This on the Patreon earlier today. On the sorry, on the Discord, I put a picture up of what I want my first T-shirt to be, and it was the picture of the Ninja Turtles giving the finger to the seaweed level, uh, the original TMNT game on the NES or the NES, and that now may be a new item. That may be a new T-shirt design. I've got a few in mind. I want to do like a. Uh, you know, eat, sleep, repeat, but it's going to be like eat, sleep, repeat, crossed out and grind, and then just the Dragon Quest Sword and Shield, just as that. But I might try and work out a design how I can get the pocket pussy in as an item, because that's funny as anything. That is awesome. 
weapon item. That's item of choice now. Nico, I, originally I was like, I began reading that going, for fuck's sake, I'm reading now. The Pocket Pussy is now our, this is our show's item. <laughs> this is it. It's one of our weapons of this show, the Pocket Pussy. That's hilarious. Well done, Nico. Well done. And finally, Chris Copling says, Chuck's Dud, glad to hear you're better. I made a sacrifice to the spirited raging demon and the Sega Saturn, and it appears to have worked. There's a catch, however. You need to play Fighters Megamix. I know, I know, but I don't make the rules. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You don't. Just because you want to make your own obligatory rules or these arbitrary shite doesn't mean you can suddenly make me play shit. I, I don't even know what Fighters Megamix is. For fuck's sake, I'm, I'm Googling this. I don't like doing this because all you hear is me clicking and Fighters Megamix video game. What console? course it's the Saturn. course it's the sodding Saturn. Oh, it's got the ultimate team up of Virtual Fighter 2. No! We're not playing it. You can absolutely, no, do one. Not a question we are playing that. No, no, go, god damn it, Chris. We're not playing it, spreading it. more Saturn bollocks. Evil man. Evil, evil man. Right. And that is it. That's it. I read them all. Commented on them all. Made me laugh. Thank you. It always cheers me up when I read these comments. It really does cheer me up. So thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. All right. Let's move on to the new section, which we call Patch Okay, there's a lot to cover here. Um, a lot's been going on, and I, I haven't added so much for last week because I kind of wanted to make sure the stuff for next week. But let's just go through. Um, so, Resident Evil 4 um, remake is out. Holy shit, it's incredible. It's it's a DLC episode coming up at some point. It's absolutely incredible. Resident Evil 4 remake, and if, if you've not seen it, the Capcom in Japan released um, some cartoons. I think I've only seen three. And they're only like literally 30 seconds long. And holy shit, they are hilarious. Like proper anime style. And, and everything looks all friendly and colourful. Like la 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 la. Please, for the love of God, go see them. They are some of the funniest. Like There's a genuine work they put forward. And they know what the game is. It is it's violent, but it can be made campy. As I know Resident Evil 4 Remake is not as campy as it used to be. But they these adverts make it like that, and basically Leon gets, get, keeps getting killed in like a different way, and it's so funny because every time he dies, he like floats to the to the rainbow, going ah, and it's so good. I, I wish I wish game companies that saying that they have. I think they're starting to realise how important adverts are. I mentioned this with God of War Ragnarok, the whole Ben Stiller, John Travolta, Kobe Bryant one. It was um, just incredible. And I think they're starting to realise, yeah, we need to do more shit like this because it's just so, so funny. So well done, Capcom. Well done. They are superb. I wish they made him in English because they would have just smashed it here. Okay, well, big news that did happen with uh, old consoles. So basically, the Wii U and the 3DS, you can no longer buy anything. And I, it's sad. I think it's sad for a lot of people because it shuts off a lot of games that some people might want to get hold of. You can no longer play them. So Jared, at the completionist, bought them all. And it cost him, in total, $22,791. US 
That's incredible. And it actually, he made a video of it at uh, The Completionist, and he's basically stating he's donating both consoles and the external hard drives, which must be a lot, to the Video Game History Foundation for preservation purposes. And um, fair play to him for that. I know he's probably got loads and loads of money, you know, from YouTube and whatever, but he didn't have to do that. Yeah, buying the games, that can be seen as a publicity stunt. But then to just basically give it away, I think that's a testament because this is a big moment. I think it's, I, I hate it when games get locked off from people. And if I can buy a game, I will try and buy it. Like, I just went through and bought a whole new load of games uh, for the Nintendo because Square were having a... Square Enix were doing a sale. So I bought the Mana Collection. I got that relatively cheap. I was like, I'm getting, I'm just, I've just completed Final Fantasy Adventure. So, yeah, I will try and play them if I can. And to see that they've now gone, that's a real shame. Um, I hope that Nintendo opens up a way that we can get hold of these games again. It's going to be difficult more with the, with the 3DS because, obviously, with its ability to dual screen, I don't know how they're going to do that with the Switch. I'm Whether that's something that the new Switch will have to deal with, I don't know. That's only a future's going to tell sort of thing. I can imagine the Wii U, they can figure those ones out, but the... I don't know how they're going to do it. 3DS on DS games. I have no idea how they're going to do them, but wait and see, won't we? All right. So, legal stuff. I've got some legal stuff that we want to talk about here. A Canadian judge has basically... Well, they, they've got you know, this whole loot box thing. So, the story is a, a, Canada, a Canadian judge has said a, plant, a plaintiff's claim that loot boxes in EA games constitute unlawful gaming was bound to fail. So basically what they've said is that they wanted to say it was on this plaintiff, like, this is unlawful gaming, this is gambling. And the judge has said, no, it, it's not. It's not unlawful gaming practices because they can get sued up the hiatus if this happened. Um, but the judge has said they are going to allow a class action lawsuit on the accusation that loot boxes in EA games may have adopted deceptive acts, acts or practices. That's interesting. So what that basically means is that they're being really sly about it, and I agree they are, because the way I, that loot boxes are done, like the presentation, you know, the, the fact that it's, it is gambling. I, we, all, we all know it's gambling loot boxes, and I think the way it's being presented does come under that, because I think a lot of children, especially, who shouldn't be doing it, I understand that, will see this and go, oh, I could get this, but then the chances of them getting, like, messy or something from a pack is so limited, and they don't understand, so they're buying more, oh, don't get, you know, so, and this is why it doesn't come to unlawful gaming, because nothing what they've done is illegal, it's not, it's, it's shitty, it's really shitty, but it's just the way they're going about it is shitty, so I think that's what it's going to happen. It'll be an interesting case to follow over that. It, it really will. Another one that's interesting to follow is that members of Congress in America have basically like shit themselves and gone told Japan, Sony dominate your market too much. Have a word, which is which is hilarious. Like you can't Japan own the market. So Sony own the Japanese market because it's just so big and Nintendo's big, but. Microsoft's nowhere in comparison. I'm like, sorry, what do you want them to do? I don't know why they want the Japanese government to get involved. And me- mem- members of Congress, probably for that stability. Well, sorry, no. I, yeah, there's a. Mon- I don't agree with it. There's a reason why Sony doing so well over there because the games are so good. It's not their fault that it doesn't, that Microsoft is not seen as the big heavy hitter that you want it to be. It's just not going to be. And then you've got, I don't know, if is Nintendo third over there? or I don't know. 
someone will be with someone who's screaming at the radio going, you fucking don't know anything. Probably don't. I'm not exactly the most well-informed person. Do you know how much research I do in these things? Not much. Get a bare headline and see how much I can bullshit and we'll just go from there. I'm going to a quick drink while I'm just, you know, processing that in my mind. Okay, something I can process in mind. Elden Ring. Apparently, now this was of, of, of last week or so, up to that point, nine billion times players have died. Nine billion? It's over the planet's population have died in play. Like, apparently, the, the game's been out for a year. We know it won Game of the Year. And apparently they said, they, this is Bandai Namco's records. And they've actually got the stats. Of those 9 billion deaths, 69% of those came from enemies or NPCs. 15% of deaths were due to status effects. 14 from falling. Yeah, awesome. And only 2% of player deaths were caused by other players. So, like, from invasions. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. And apparently they've also then looked at the boss battles. And there's 6 billion boss battles with their Melina. 329 million deaths. Like, just fucking mental. Just, just, the game just blows your mind. The figures this thing's doing. And the DLC is not even out. Like, I would love to see. I remember it was, it was it playing number 2. Dark Souls 2. And it had a counter... And you could see how many people had died on there. And I was blown away. Just like every day or something. I'd go and check it just to see what happened. It was like, dong, 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 dong. Huge numbers going up. I was like, how is the game doing this? But it shows how popular the Soul series is. And that it ain't going anywhere. It really isn't. It's like the DLC is going to be incredible. And then you go, okay, what, what's the sec- what's the next game going to be? I don't want it to, if there is a second game, which there will be, another game, I don't want it to, I want it to be taking so much time and care so we get another gem like this. Now, something that's going to take a lot of time for you to finish is going to be Final Fantasy 16. Now, we know that I'm made up and I can't wait for this to come out. It's been revealed it's going to take about 70 to 80 hours to earn 100% completion. That was revealed in um, the game's director and he's doing an interview for Famatsu. So, apparently, you can do the story in 35 game, 35 hours. And so you'll see a whole um, Clive's adventure. That's fine for me. But then, you know, it, years ago, I would have been going for that 78 hours to get that 100%. And I have 100% most Final Fantasies, you know, 7, 8, 9, uh, 10, done that. 12. Oh, no, I haven't done 12. I definitely did all, did one, done three. Yeah, I've done the thing in that. I've done four, I've done five, I've done... No, I haven't done five, I've done six. So I've done most of them 100%, but I don't think I'll be doing 100% this time, just for time. Just because, sadly, I haven't got the time I did anymore. Like, you know, when I can say 78 hours, and I thought, I beat the final boss, which would be you know, the special boss. And depending on how easy, accessible it is to get that, because that's why I like doing the secret bosses. But I'll just have to keep my ear to the floor just to see how long that's actually going to take. All right, okay, so we've still got more. We've still got plenty of stuff to go through. Um, I haven't got a way... Oh, yeah, actually, I can do a segue talking about things that won't take much time up. Hey, I can watch a movie. So Ghost of Tsushima movie director has basically been praising Chad... Chad Starlesk... Uh, Chad. His name's Chad. And he's basically made up because of the success of The Last of Us and said the curse of video game to movie is kind of lifted. It can be done. You've just got to love it and attention. I'm kind of like, mm, it's been dead for a while recently. Sonic. Sonic kind of ripped the curse apart. Everyone thought it'd be shit. Sonic movie was incredible. Sonic 2 was even better. Mario film's coming out soon. 
They're starting to realise, as I keep going on about, source material, appreciate it, and you will make something good. And I, I reckon Shishima will be a very, very good film as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I will, Last of Us, still haven't watched it. But we're getting close to the end of Walking Dead. And as soon as we finish the end of Walking Dead, we will be jumping straight over to that. 100% to get it done. And I will do an episode of DLC to talk about it. Um, one thing I'm not going to be talking about when it comes out. Okay, not the game, Tears of the Kingdom. Because, of course, I've got that pre-order. Pre-ordered it yonks ago. Set price. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, this is random. Apparently, if you get the pre-order in Japan, you'll get a spoon. And it's got the Legend of Zelda stenciled on it. But if you want both the spoon and fork, you get the expensive collector's edition. Yay. It's all I've ever wanted. A fork and spoon. A fork and spoon? Fork and spoon. Say that really quick with Zelda on it. Like for me as a kid, I used to have my own cutlery with my name engraved on it. That was the tits in itself. Do you think I'm going to have? I'm going to even... What am I going to use it for? I'm not going to be able to use it. The little one's going to try and take it. I'm not letting her use it. It's like the rough... Yeah, the China's out. The family's coming around. Quick, bring out the good China. Quick, bring out the Legend of Zelda fork and spoon. It's just the weirdest thing to give away as a DLC. A DLC, is it a pre-order bonus? That's so weird. Don't understand that one. Although there's someone probably going home going... I want to eat my spoon with Zelda. There's going to be. There just will. There'll be some weirdos. Talk about things that are weird. This is weird. I don't understand this. So Call of Duty. Yes, if anyone's been where I'm going with this. They've got a new DLC, a skin, and it's of Shredder. Why? I saw the trailer and it was interesting to see a Rokusaki, you know, in Call of Duty. But it's so weird seeing him with guns. I, I don't get it. Turtles, the ninjas, you don't use guns. I don't know why. Fine, put him in there, get him out there, get let's and he look he looks good, don't get me wrong, the trailer was good. It was just a weird one. And the annoying thing is, if I play that Call of Duty, I'd probably buy it just so it can be shredded. <laughs> That's the dickhead thing about it. I'm that much of a shill. If I I'd be yeah, yeah. Gimme it. That's why I don't play Fortnite kids. Because I would have literally sold my soul with the amount of skins that are available. They've got everyone I, I love is on that game now, so no, I'm just such a shill. One thing I will be playing for the love of God is um, I saw this and literally lost my mind at work that there is going to be a, a TMNT Last Ronin video game. And it's not going to be like a shit one either. It's going to be a AAA game and it's going to be based like God of War Ragnarok. I lost my fucking mind. Now, for those who don't know, the Last Ronin is a five series comic book run of the TMNT. Three of the turtles are dead. One is alive and he's trying to get revenge. I'm not going to tell you who it is because I really recommend that you read it. You find out the first issue who that turtle is. But there's also now a part two called The Lost Years, which is of how that turtle got from after his brothers were killed to how he got to the basically the start of this story, plus a new generation of turtles like, are growing up. And it, I'm loving it so much. And if they do, I've always wanted it like the Arkham Asylum. I thought, I don't know why they never did it, like, did it that before. Oh, that's, that's the way to go with Turtles. And I know someone made a mod of Spider-Man, of Leonardo, and that looked amazing. And I'm hoping that they're going to do a really good job here. Because if you, a triple A 
title of this level. It's going to be so good. It's just, please do not fuck it up. Now, um, Doug Rosen, who um, basically is a senior vice president at Paramount um, Global, basically for the gaming and stuff, he basically said, there's opportunities for multiple TMNT games, both aimed at young and more, more mature audience groups, and Paramount can take multiple approaches to the franchise and not dial back to the game, something it shouldn't be. They said it's going to be a few years off, but I like that answer because I think that's that rec- really recognizes that, yeah, the Turtles can be, is you know, is, is there as a market to, to sell toys and comics? I get that. But you've got the series where you can sell the toys, you can make the cartoons. The new Turtles um, film with Seth Rogen at the helm, you know, great. That'll be great for the kids. But to make the darker topics, we've always wanted to see that. And to ha- to recognize that the people who grew up with the Turtles are now my age and older. So they'll want to see something dark. I, I guarantee, you know, we would be more... when If you showed us the, like a film of the Ra- last Ronin, holy shit, you would fill a cinema. I don't care what you'd say, you would fill a cinema. We'd be loving it. You can do more darker things. Again, you, you use your source material. You, you recognize what it's going to be. Remember they made Logan... And he basically slashed someone's hand off. Well, loved it. But you can still have the Wolverine cartoons for the kids. Great. But it's going to be a few years off. And I'm glad for that. Because I'd rather it not fuck it up. I'll be, I'm will be i crossing <sighs> so many fingers. I know I went out and bought Resident Evil 4 Remake day one. But this will be a... I'll try and break into the studio to get a copy. I'd, God, I'd love it if I got to the stage where I was big enough that they could send me a copy to review. Holy shit. Let's make that a thing. Let's get me messaging. It's not with Paramount Games, but there's someone doing it. Let's uh, let's start a protest for me to get a review copy of the game. Holy shit. Would that be the best? That'd be the best day of my life to know that I can get sent review copies of games to review. I'd lose me mind if I, that happened to me. Oh my God, please. Please, please, please. Now, speaking of things that, unfortunately, are not going to happen recently, is the end of the multiverses. Now, I had reported on the show um, recently that the game seems a bit of a downfall. Only a 1,000 people playing at the time, which was really sad. And now they've taken it off. Uh, but they've sent out that it was, it was this was the beta version, and that we're coming back with a full game, like basically the proper game's launch, which is, okay, fair enough. I, I I think it was mainly they were struggling with um, how to add new characters in because there were so many people playing it. And it, is, it isn't the smash killer. It's not. They, they know they've got things to improve on. But it, it's, it's always hard to do that. But luckily, if you've still got the game, you can play it offline, which I do. And you keep all your things you've bought, which is good. Because that made me... I was like, that's really shitty if people are paid for stuff and now the game's gone. But it's not. It's playable offline. So you're just going to have to kind of wait. I think it's coming back 2024. So wait to see what that's going to look like. I know someone, if you've been following the show, someone inside, well, they don't know if they're going to get hold of that as they're doing the editing. It's a wait and see. They, He didn't know anything. He had no idea when I told him, he's like, what, really? I said, yep, it's gone. And he's like, oh, okay, fair enough, because he does the editing. He's part of that team. So wait and see when that happens. I mean, some of the drink. I've been speaking for so long. Okay, one thing which has been fully cancelled, and I've had to edit this line so much during the notes, E3's gone. E3 has gone. It's cancelled. And I'm surprised because I thought it'd still run, even with the big three not attending. 
but then Sega pulled out, Ubisoft pulled out, and then I was like, holy shit. And I put it on the um, the Discord. It's like, is, is, EC, is E3 in trouble? And everyone's like, yep, yep, yep. A few hours later, boom, gone. So someone's coming. So next week's DLC is going to be me talking about E3. Maybe like its history, um, memories, and why I think it's probably the end of E3, as, as, as it is, unfortunately. So I'm not going to go into my reasons now. I'll mention that for DLC next, well, on Friday. That will be coming out. Now, things I am excited for coming out. Oh, my God. Sonic. Sonic, Sonic, Sonic. Oh, my God. Sonic is so good. Right, two bits of big Sonic news. One, Sonic Origins Plus is coming out. They did this with Sega Mega. Sega Mega. Sonic Mania Plus. We added new characters. Well, they're doing it with Sonic Origins. They're adding Amy Rose is now a playable character. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I get to play old Sonic games with Amy Rose. Yeah. Can't wait for that shit. Definitely a day one purchase straight away. Like, I I was, you know, I played all the Sonic games to hell. I was like, oh, I'm not going to buy Sonic Origins. Now Amy's in it. Boom. Give me money. She's never been in it. And you get all the, putting all the game gear. Is it the game gear? Or the Master System games on? And it's one of them. It's the, I can't remember which one. They're putting 11, either Master System or Game Gear. I think it's, I can't remember which one it is. But even so, 11 extra Sonic titles to throw on there. That's not bad. There's a load of pre-Sonic games that they could put on there. And great. All for it. But I'm just really happy to play the old Sonic games as Amy Rose. That's so cool. That's so cool. I'm so excited. But the second bit of news came out. And I, I'm so impressed with this. Um, they started a trailer. And it was on April Fool's Day. And it's like, the latest Sonic games have come out. We've heard you. We hear the fans. It's a new direction for Sonic. And it was just him on the floor. Like lying there. He's, like, He's dead. I was like, what? He said, play, who murdered Sonic? Oh, the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. And he's dead. I was like, it's a, and it's one of those, uh, it's like a novel, click novel thing. You've got to find who killed Sonic. I was like, that's incredible. I was like, that is an April Fool's joke. But it's not. It's available. It was on Steam. I don't know if it's still there. I've downloaded it full Steam, and I'm going to play it. It's like, awesome. So you get knew the mission. They knew exactly what they were doing. They And they've made a piss take thing, and everyone's on board with it. So what if Sonic probably survives this tale? I don't care. It's still great. They took the piss. Honestly, watch the trailer. They took the piss out of themselves. And I love that. Take the character in new bold directions. Why not? I bet that got downloaded a hell of a lot. And well done if it did. Because I can't wait to play it. So it is here. I'll be playing it on my screen. And I'm really excited. And yeah, I will do a full episode of DLC once I've played it. Now, two more bits I'm going to talk about. Both of them Pokemon related. I'm going to go on a bit of a rant on one of them. Um, So recently, there was a Pokemon tournament, Pokemon video game tournament, and card game tournaments. So a player, a 17-year-old kid, right? Um, His name is, we get his name, Makani Tran. He was playing, about to go on stream. He was invited to go and play as a potent on stream. He's doing really well. He was kicking ass. And he was asked by the judge. So a judge is basically a member of the public who's, who's... play basically they're the rule setters of these things and he basically asked for both their pronouns and he basically went he and max was it max max seems to get his name right i don't want to get him right yeah makani tran said oh he him and then kind of basically when asked again he kind of giggled and a nervous giggle and the judge basically said to him um i identify as they them um yeah the judge looked back and said okay just want to check to be safe i go by they them so don't be a jerk about it they started the match and then had the first game, and then literally 
all of a sudden they look all confused and the stream cuts and Tran was disqualified. Didn't tell him what was going on. They basically disqualified him because he had violated their inclusive policy because he made someone feel unsafe and uncomfortable. And no chance to appeal. What happened? Apparently he couldn't appeal, according to the head judge. And yeah, kicked out the venue because he's been transphobic. Because he giggled. I'm sorry. Fuck off. Get fucked. Now, I'm going to make this very clear. Not against anyone being trans. Not at all. This is not a political rant. But I'm sorry. He giggled. If he'd said to the, the judge, you, fuck you, fuck you and your pronouns, fuck all this woke shit, then I'd understand there's going to be some questions. But that, even if he, he laughed, it doesn't mean it. He's nervous, for God's sake. But even if he hadn't. So what some people don't, but don't, it's not their ideology. It's not their belief. So I kind of feel that's your belief. That's their belief. He's not said anything to you directly. You, you've got to have, there's got to be bounds here. I think, look, I know this is a very, very delicate subject for a lot of people on both sides of the matter. My only thing I'd say to just remove all that, just basically when you're putting, you're, you're putting your name down for a tournament, just have a question. Do you identify any different from your gender at birth? But yes, no. And then you put it there. There and then on the team sheet. No, there. And, and don't say ask for your... I, I'm not one for ask for your pronouns from the off. I think that, that should be the secondary question. Do you identify... Do you identify from your, from your birth? Yes, no. If yes, what are your pronouns? There and on. That's how I do it. So then basically remove all that shite. And everyone getting upset and all nervous about saying what their pronouns are or whatever. I and I'm sorry for that judge. If if that upset you, very I know it's very sensitive, but grow a fucking backbone. That he made you feel uns, allegedly unsafe and uncomfortable. Jesus Christ! I've had people try and kill me in my previous line of work, and fucking complain to them. I I know that's going to upset people. I know it will. But you've got to grow a bigger backbone than that. I get. Had he said to you, "Well, I think your pronouns are fucking stupid. I think you're a joke. I think you're, you know, you're, you're not real. Whatever." Then you've got fair grounds to have a word. But in that situation, blown out of proportion. He's a seventeen-year-old kid. It's not like you were talking to me again, a thirty-six-year-old man. That'd be a bit. Di- Am I thirty-six? Yeah, thirty-six-year-old man. That'd be like fair enough. You can have a go at me for that. Not a 17-year-old kid. That's mental. That's off his head. Now, they did uh, a, a GoFundMe page was set up. And it made up. He got all his money back and everything. But for him, you know, that's a big thing. And that's going to leave a real stain on his his life. It That's not a nice experience. So I really hope... I know we're still going through ways to work out work what we're going to do with this and you know how we can get everyone's happy because but there's there's better ways of dealing with it. I'm not going into my you know my, my not making this a political thing. I don't want that to be a politics thing. I just think in this case, I think something was way overboard, and that's about as far as I'll go. That's fucking ridiculous. That that's my point of it. People may disagree with me. That's fine. Call me and have a chat with me. If you disagree with me, that's all good. You, you can be civil about it. Although I've just said grow a fucking backbone. But that's that's just my opinion. I, you know, someone's not going to like it. I slag off 
the people who like Sega Saturn. And I know it's different things. I understand that. But sometimes people say nasty stuff. It, it's not very nice. It's not good. All right. I want to see, finish off on something that is very good. Well, it's not. It is. Um, last week was the end of Ash. Ash Ketchum has officially retired from the Pokemon series. He's gone. Him and Team Rocket are gone. Um, Brock and Misty, they're all finished. They're gone. And it was quite emotional. I was, I've was i been there since Ash of day one. I'm a Gen 1-er. You know, when the anime came out, I got the game that morning. I had it, watched the first episode and was blown away. So to see Ash say goodbye was incredible. And it was saddening. And I am quite happy that I looked back. And I can look back at when I started talking about this, of the whole series, and when he won the World Championship. And I was like, where's he going to go from here? It, it needs to end. And I was right. It ended. Because it's the best way to finish his character arc. Well, to leave his character arc. I do believe the, the new characters are coming. Well, they are coming. I do believe the girl is his daughter. That's going to get confirmed at some point soon. What's going on? But hopefully she'll be coming out soon. The new series will be starting. I think it starts like this week. So all eyes are going to be in Japan. And Japan did a massive thing. They did a huge push in the country. Like There were literally loads of um, events and advertising campaigns to signify, you know, Ash is going. Because it's massive. I was saying this yesterday to her mates. You know, they ate po- well, one of them ate Pokemon. And they were like, is it that big? I went, mate, when Ash won the World Championship, won the, um, the what's the Hawaiian one called? We won Alohan Championship. It was on BBC. When he won the World Championship, it was on BBC. And Sky, it made the world new. It's massive. I said people realise how big that guy is. Although he's 10 years old. But yeah, I hats off to you, Ash. I know I've done a previous DLC on you. But my hat is off to you. And I will forever miss you. And I can't wait to see adult Ash. I, I am really, really excited to see that. Um... I haven't got anything for sticking up with Jinjo. I haven't had time, so I'm skipping that this week. And we've been already going for 47 minutes. And we've still got one more section to go. Yeah, I told you it was a bumper episode. So we've got loads to do. Could be a two-hour episode, isn't it? So let's move into our double episode of Survive or Die. Hey, listen. Yes, Survive or Die is our section where basically for Patreon members, you get the choice of two people. Whether you, two people, two games, two characteristics, two franchises, two anything. And Mr. Jeffrey G. Morgan is standing there with Shao Kahn's hammer and he shall be smashing one of them to bits. But you guys are going to say, potentially, if you sway my mind on who survives and who dies. So, as I said, because of last week, we're doing two. So the first one we're going to do is what I had last week, which is Garland from Final Fantasy 1 and the Dragon Lord from Dragon Quest 1. They were the antagonists. So I wanted to give you guys a choice and hear your thoughts. So Captain N says, anything Final Fantasy should be survived over Dragon Quest. But Dragon Quest has really been good as of late, while Final Fantasy has slipped up a bit. So in this essay, oh, here we go. I will look at why Garland should survive or die, while Dragon Lord should also do the same. Garland survives because Final Fantasy is better than Dragon Quest. Peace out. Well, he actually gave an answer, so thanks for that. Simple. He's just gone with Final Fantasy. So, you base that more on the franchise. Okay, fair enough. You've not really gone with the characters, but, you know, I accept you played by the rules. It's fine. 
Blaine the Hoagie Man says, I'm not familiar with the Dragon Lord, so he can die while Garland survives. He has to survive so he can become Chaos, and therefore people can yell, I have to kill Chaos, since that is a meme, I suppose. Yeah, he does. So, for the spoiler, Garland dies as the first boss, and then he basically takes over Hell and comes back as Chaos. Fair play to him. You know, so yeah, I, I can understand that one. However, Chris Garplin's gone a completely different angle. He said, Garland's little bitch... He has to come up with some convoluted time-travelling plan that doesn't make sense after you whoop his ass with your level 2 party. Shows how much Corneria's military sucks, or how irritating of a twat they find the princess. Either way, the Dragon Lord doesn't need any princess to terrorise, and he does terrorise and provides a satisfying challenge. No confusing bullshit attached. So Garland gets the raging de demonic Shao Kahn Hammer of Doom for being a limp dick sissy bellend and being given the... Oh, I nearly got that in one. And getting to snot kicked out of him by four cunts who just struggle to take down a spider. Ha! <laughs> 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 that last bit got me. <laughs> oh, fuck it, you've won. You've, you've twisted me. Yeah, Dragon Lord survives. Garland dies just for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can take down Garland, yet they can go around a corner and the spider's like, fuck, we can't, the spider's gonna kill us all. <laughs> this little hell spider's like, Nick. and they're like, ah, but they can somehow take Garland and send him down to hell. Yeah, you win. See, I'll have, I was gonna go with the Dragon Lord until it went with that. That's class, Chris. That's awesome. You change your mind. See, you can change my mind, people. If you give me good shit like that, I will change my mind. That's funny. Well done. Well done. All right, the second one I was going to do. <laughs> it's really tickled me that. Two comments that made me go to made me giggle. I like it when I get this. Well done, fellas. Well done, guys and gals. All right, the second one I was going to do is based on this week. And I gave you a choice of two characters again. And it was Ryu from the Street Fighter series and Terry from the Fatal Fury franchise. One is basically really popular in Mexico, and one is really popular in Japan. So, let's get your answers in. Chris Coplin says, Terry is owned by Saudi Arabia. Ryu lives. Shit. Really? Hang on. Oh. Oh, he's kind of right. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Terry dies. Terry dies. Sorry, I'll read your other comments, but Terry dies. <laughs> yeah, I'm not letting that one go. All right, I'll read it quickly, everyone else's, but... Uh, so Captain N says, What a matchup. It's going to require some explanation for my choice. Sit back, strap in, and let's get ready to kill Ryu. I don't know the other one. Explanation over. Unstrap yourself now. Oh, yeah, for fuck's sake, dickhead, you look silly. You're such a knob. Gee, he'll be driving his car going, uh, 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 to himself. Dick. Alright, Raging Demon. Ryu dies. Without Ryu, Shoto still exists. Ken will carry the mantle now. So Akuma comes along with demons and Ryu he dies. Comes on demon okay. I know everyone is in shock right now, but that's how it, it all is. Stuff Ryu I mean sorry. I know everyone is in shock right now, but that's just how it is. All the stuff reused did still counts. The funeral's next week. RIP. Where are you fucking going with this? For the record, my decision wasn't based on who is stronger or more famous, but what is best for fighting games going forward. Besides, it's not possible to be killed off if you're in fighting games character, so none of this matters. Geese died in Fatal Fury 1 and is still around. Goken died and came back. John fucking Kazama. Ha! <laughs> yeah, June fucking Kazama. Uh, everyone in Mortal Kombat, and they're all invincible anyway. Um, yeah, I get his point. I get his point on that one. Um, 
Yeah, but Saudi Arabia, where you lives. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Mm. So I've I've kind of gone over. Thanks, guys. I should say um, for your comments, it does make me laugh when I get them. But what have I been up to? Well, I've kind of gone off what what I've been up to. We had our first game of the season uh, in the pouring rain, absolutely horrific rain. We lost five three. I was so gutted because I had it was five four three, and I had a I had a header blocked off the line. I was like, for fuck's sake. I'm never going to score from a header. It's just not happening. But it was literally on the line. Hit him, bounced up, hit the bar and went away. And that would have made it for all. But it was nice to get back into the season again. So I am looking forward to seeing what happens going forward. All right. Well, I've been playing um, Final Fantasy Adventure. I said you bought the Mana Collection. Done. Finished it. Finished it when it was in hospital. Uh, and I started playing Echoed, Chained Echoes. I bought that. And I've started playing that. Really good game. Really, really good game. Hoping to get through that. And I, the guy who just made it, I'm trying to get him on. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'd like to get him on for an interview. A guy from Germany. We'll wait and see. Uh, Metro Prime Remastered has also been playing, as heavily played. And Resident Evil 4 Remake, for obvious reasons. And the incredible, absolutely incredible Resident Evil 4. Just wow. What a game. And I will be doing an episode of Resident Evil 4. Uh, probably do Resident Evil 4 and the DLC. Uh, so the DLC will be Resident Evil 4 Remake, and then Resident Evil 4 will be the main show, and I'll be with my brother, Phil, because he loved that game so much. So I'll just have to organise that when we've got it all done, lined up, and that will be on the show. All right, okay. Uh, before we go into, because I've been going on for nearly an hour in total. That's a long, long episode. So yeah, it's been battling on, haven't we? I give you guys a chance to give your thoughts on our game, Fatal Fury 2, um, before I go into it with our guest. So Captain N says, How fatal was the original if they made a sequel? I feel like this game is letting us down just by existing. He's not wrong. However, somebody once told me that this game is going to be described as a fighting game, and I couldn't agree more. There we go. He lost me there, dickhead. Raging Demon says, So what are you saying, Captain N? In the sequel, everyone should accept Terry wins the previous tournament. It certainly wasn't kind of fatal for someone. Oh, it was kind of fatal for someone at least. Cough, cough, geese, cough, cough. Yeah, Geese Howard, the main character, the bad guy from number one, died. And Chris Copling said, I'm going to say it. These games don't get good until King of Fighters. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong, is he? All right, that's enough. We've been going on far too long. And it's time that we get into the main episode. So, yes, Mr. Raging Demon took time from his own show, the Command List podcast, to come and meet me. We played a little bit of the game. Um, but we had we had, had a few games ourselves. And we had such a laugh playing it because um, you can jump between screens, which was quite unique and still haven't seen it been done since. And I was just being a dickhead, jumping, come catch me, come catch me, come catch me. And we just had such a laugh playing it. I swear to God, Fight, fight K2 is so good because it was seamless the way we played. It just worked perfectly but he had a really good time and i really do appreciate him coming to join me so i am just gonna put some music on and when i come back me and mr ranging demon are going to be talking about fatal fury 2 which came out for the super nintendo first in japan on the 26th of november 1993 fuck me i'm old Returning once again is our fighting guru, the Raging Demon. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thanks, Danny. And you? 
Oh, well, it's been good fun, and once again, you've kicked my ass. Because as we like to do on this show, we like to... Well, me and Raging Demon like to have a bit of fun prior, and go on Fight Cage and challenge ourselves, and this time we're playing Fatal Fury 2. And we had a bit of a laugh with this one. We only played a few games, but it was good fun. It was good fun. Yeah, and it, it tries to be different. It yes. does. I think that's that's the best way of putting this. It tries to be different. Doesn't necessarily mean it's the greatest game ever, but I'll give it, it tries to be different. Because let's be honest, it's a Street Fighter clone. There's no other yeah. way of looking at it. And I think, I say it tries to be different, but it also doesn't. It, I, what I think it really tries to do is to not get sued. <laughs> so there are things I about a glass it. Sip of wine, then, and then it came out my mouth. <laughs> there are things about it that are, are not so different. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I do like this series though, and it's obviously the foundations of King of Fighters and that yeah. sort of thing. So it's you know, it, it it's a staple. It's maybe better left in the past. I'll just get that out of the way. But actually, it wasn't too bad. The arcade port, anyway. Do you I know had... why I was so tempted earlier? I was in the shops, um, and I was so I was looking at PS5 games, and I saw King of Fighters 15. I was like, "Oh, do a, do I buy this?" Do it, but I was like, oh, "I am. I have never played a King of Fighters game." I was like, "I am. This is the 15th game. I think I'm a little bit behind the law if I just went in straight in at number 15." There's not a lot of law, <laughs> but it does. Um, what I think it it does stop changing its characters. As you know, it sort of it starts to really lean into nostalgia um, in the later entries, so you won't be that surprised, um, I don't think. So, but yeah, I mean, the story is kind of like a CBS two kind of story; it just doesn't fucking make any sense, and it doesn't have to. No, the fine games don't have to be. Is Terry the main character in them, or is he just one of the characters in it? Or in um, KOF? No, he's one of the main characters. Yeah, he's. I, I would say um, Kyo and Iori and. Um, who else? They're, they're sort of the main characters of KOF, but um, I don't think they're in Art of Fighting, so I think they're, they're just straight-up KOF characters. Okay, right. Um, so some people are going to be thinking, what the fuck are you going on about here? So basically, the, this is all, it's all SNK. It's all the same group. It's like if Capcom did everything, and they just basically got people from Art of Fighting, from Fatal Fury, and King of Fighters, and just put everyone together, and there's your game. Basically, that's it. Yeah, I think Fatal Fury has a game called Fatal Fury King of Fighters, and I think that's where they sort of take that subtitle and then turn it into a, a mainline series. And it's the basically the only um, fighting game series SNK are putting out besides sort of Samurai Showdown that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, yeah. And they don't seem to put the Sam Show characters into KOF. Um, so I think that's sort of where they're going at the moment. The last uh, Fatal Fury game I can think of is uh, Garou, Mark of the Wolves. I think I don't know if they made another one after that. Um, so you've got better knowledge than me. Yeah, of of the games, not so much of the story, but yeah, of the yeah. Well, we did decided to do this one because our last episode that we did with you was Capcom vs SNK at two. And when I played that game, I got introduced to a lot of the SNK characters who I'd never seen previously. One of them being, I knew Terry Bogard. I think everybody knows Terry Bogard. But the rest of the characters I did not know about. And so getting to play Fatal Fury 2 was kind of a better introduction. I could have done 1, but I think 2 was the better one to do. Because in Fatal Fury 1, you only get to play as 3 characters. Which is a bit weird. But that was Terry... Andy, his brother, and Joe. That's all you could play. 
But then in number two, they went full Street Fighter 2 rip-off. Absolutely. They absolutely did. And even with the bosses. Uh, even, not... even with yeah. the bosses. Yeah. Even four, there's four bosses. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, there's four. So, right. Uh, first thing, let's just get some of these characters. Okay, so they've got eight characters. What are the chances? All around the world, what are the chances? And they've got four boss characters who aren't playable. What are the chances? And they've got one of them from Spain. Oh, this is the, these are the bosses. One's from Spain. One's a boxer. It's like, right, okay. What does that sound like a rip-off of? Yeah, Billy, Ka- what's it? Billy Kane, that boxer guy. Uh, Axel Hawk. Axel Hawk. And then you've got uh, Lawrence Blood, which is yeah. a very Spanish name. Isn't oh, it? yeah. Of course. And uh, obviously, uh, Wolfgang Krauser, I think it is, is, yeah. the, is the big bad in this one. He, he looks like a wrestler or a motocross rider without a shirt on. He, do you know what? Right, okay. So in this game, basically, it kind of goes from the, the past one. So all you need to know, Wolfgang, I just call him Krauser. So Krauser is basically the big bad. He owns like his own shadow organization that rules governments, blah, 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 blah. Um, but he is not really after world domination. He just wants to fight Terry because Terry beat his half, beat his half brother in the previous game. And he just wants to fight him. That's basically the whole plot of this game. It, yeah, he's, he's like um, he's not like a Shadow Law or a uh, what's that one in um, the J Syndicate and Virtual Fighter or I'd, I'd say even like Tekken the Machinimas. They're not really about world domination either. They're they're more about exactly just fighting the strongest people. Yeah, that's and, that's yeah. all that's all Krauser wants to do. So I ain't got any problems with Krauser, and I think he's pretty cool. Um, but he even compliments more... you. He does. He does compliment you. I'm like, okay, I'm going, to, I'm going to get straight into Krauser straight from the off. I know this is great. His final battle stage is incredible. Is absolutely... You're going to compare this to M. Bison. It's naturally going to compare this to M. Bison. So M. Bison, you're fighting Thailand in front of these huge dock-off bells. Here, SNK went, right, let's just go up a notch. You fight it in what could be considered like his mansion. or Castle-looking like, fucking thing. Yeah. yeah, and he's got a huge. You fight in front of um, an organ, and there's a freaking orchestra both sides. And it's like, hot, and you're playing orchestral music basically as you, you fight. It's like, well. holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very symphonic for the day, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like, like a fucking Dark Souls boss fight, you know? It, like it is. It's Dark Souls, but honestly, if, if, you're, if you're not bothered about fighting games, just go Krauser, Fatal Fury 2, and just look at that for a boss and think, holy shit, that's a fighting game boss. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've slept on this game for years. I have played it, but, you know, I never really got past the first few stages as a kid, you know, and, and you know, to go back and redo the game, and, uh, you know, I've I watched a lot of footage of the late end, end game because I'd only played it... Um, for a few hours a couple of times to sort of get reacquainted with it but Krauser is a fucking banging boss you know oh, he looks a bit funny but like you know he's better I feel like better boss character than Geese even though Geese has sort of um, you know become quite a good boss character he's he's also like bad so yeah, that helps he's him he's evolved be a boss. into one but I'm going to yeah. put this out there I think that Krauser's a better bad guy than M. Bison yeah or at least a better a better final opponent right yeah, in Street Fighter yeah. 2. Let's say Street Fighter 2, Krauser's... Because I think in the Alpha series, he becomes good. But I think Krauser in this game is a better bad guy, and it's a more epic fight. 
than yeah. I think it's a more epic fight than Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat 2. I'm putting it out there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think um, when I remember sort of first playing Street Fighter 2 and re- like what sort of made its mark on what I remember more, it's like fighting Ryu and stuff. It's not fighting Bison necessarily, you know? Because once you have him figured out, uh, except in Super Turbo where all the AI is fucked. Yeah. But like, it's just like, you just dragon punch the fuck out of him when he jumps. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. If in doubt, dragon punch. Yeah, and then obviously they uh, they know he's he they know they can do better, and obviously in Super Turbo they introduce Akuma. But yes, yeah, yeah, like, which yeah, is let's a, let's fuck this over. Which is like he just throws him away like a piece of fucking rubbish. So it makes him even more menacing. But this boss fight is actually a lot better than you know than it gets credit for. Uh, you know, and obviously his his only motivation is Terry beat my what it what is his half brother or half brother, yeah. Yeah, he must be he must be tough. I want to fight him. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's his that's motivation. It. I'll have a tournament for it. Yeah, he's not kill him. He just wants to fight him. Yeah. I was yeah like, and, what a what a nice guy. Yeah. And uh, there's some what this uh, game does, obviously the first one is uh it's better than Street Fighter 1. It's got three oh, gotcha. playable characters. Oh, God, I think most things are better than Street Fighter 1, let's be honest. And the moves like the Street Fighter um so Fatal Fury 1 is the one I rented for Mega Drive the most, right? Yeah. This one, I don't think I played on Mega Drive. I played Arcade. Yeah. So I did play the Mega Drive version on a ROM, and it, yeah, yeah, I went back to the Arcade version. I think but, I played um, the SNES version for this. But it, it just ups it, copies the Street Fighter template with the characters and the four bosses. It, uh, Yeah, it's, just, it's got the world sort of going around the world. Each person has a stage. Some of them don't make sense, but whatever. Yeah. I like, I didn't, the, know, the, the, I didn't know the, Raiden was, uh, or what's his name, Big Bear, yeah, was Big Australian. Yeah, Raiden from the first game. Yeah, and um, yeah, and also you've got, yeah, the, the bullfighter guy and all that sort of thing, and it's it's a clear clear four, four bosses kind of, uh, yeah. kind of Street Fighter knockoff. It, but then, yeah. I think the problem that this game had, there are, there, right, there are good things that are good, there are things that are bad. I think, okay, so let's, let's look at the original, the eight characters. Yes, some of them are iconic, and I'd probably say half of them, you'd probably say stick in your head, and then the others don't. Whereas Street Fighter, all eight of those main characters, the World Warriors, stick in your head. Like, if you ask anyone, even who, you know, someone who's a gamer, and doesn't play street fighter they could probably name all eight of the world warriors yeah non-gamers could probably name most of them yeah and i think with this you're only going to get one i think the only people well that'll be terry i don't think anybody else will know anybody else may i think four of them have like quite decent but i think only one of them is terry who people are going to know yeah well and I, i think a lot of people who are acquainted with snk are probably not aware that characters like Kim and Maya are actually from Fatal Fury. Yeah. Yeah, that's where they originated from. So you've got... Let's look at these characters. And you see so you've got Cheng. Is it Cheng? Who is like a, a fat Tai Chi user. Um, basically, that, he's, just, he's, just, he's, he's, a, he's a really crap character. His design's crap. He looks terrible. You've got Big Bear, who was Raiden, who's like essentially a wrestler. But again, Zangief is a better design than him. You've got Jubei, who is like an old man, who is Mai's grandfather. 
He just like he just looks like a little old man. He's just a little old man. Doesn't really strike you as anything. Um, Kim, who is a Taekwondo expert, again, there's nothing ex- exciting about him. I mean, Harang from Tekken does a better job. Yeah. Then you've got the ones who I think do have some representation. So you've got Joe Hisashi, who is a kickboxing guy. Um, he's just basically, imagine the typical, really ridiculously tall, spiky hair, um, topless all the time. Um, Andy Bogard, who is Terry's brother, it was weird. He's basically a blonde, pretty boy. Terry, who is we all know and has been in many things. And then you've got my favorite character, my oh my, oh my. <laughs> basically, my oh my oh my. So SNK's answer to Chun Li. Oh, SNK must have been right. Chun Li is like this amazing thing. We need to up it. We need to bring our own sexy person in. Bring in my. And holy shit, let's say this, I've mentioned this before, Mai is not allowed in Smash Brothers, which is insane. When Terry got in, Mai was not even allowed in as a cameo. No, well, I mean, she's suffering back problems. She must be suffering back problems because... She has no discs. There's no discs. And if you've listened to the SNK2 episode, you'll know why. Even in this game, the boobs, they jiggle. They have a jiggle. It's when you win your, the mat, overall match, and I was when we were playing, I beat you, and I was like, boobs, boobs, boobs! <laughs> I was like, holy shit, they actually put animation in for the boobs. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, though? Right, so she's a female ninja, and apparently the design choice was like, we're going to over-sexualize her. But the thing is, and I thought about long about this, yes, she's very over-sexualized, and that's a, a Japan thing, but if she is a really highly skilled ninja i'm sorry she's a a very attractive character she would kill a lot of people just because of how attractive she is she'd be able to get close because she's so attractive with boobs and everything and then she'd be able to kill you with an instant hit i was like probably pretty effective at doing her job well as a ninja i mean she could be fair and and just a spy and assassin those very good qualities and I mean, what do you want to be, like, six foot five and fucking 250 kilos when you're a ninja? It doesn't make any sense. Like, you just bump into shit and everyone would notice you. So, I think you're Correct. right. I mean, and there's no rule saying you can't be good looking and still be good at fighting. Yeah. I mean, if sorry. you're good at fighting, you'll stay good looking too. If you're bad at it, you won't. Yeah. And so. I'm sorry, the boobs help. I think they'd be off-putting. People would be put off them. Their defences would go down and she'd kill them. Yeah. I mean... And this, this game did introduce introduce those stables for SNK and for King of Fighters, right? And, I mean, we can talk, like, obviously, Jubei and Cheng, Axel, Hawk, Lawrence, they're all utterly forgettable, yeah. right? But uh, the rest are not, and the rest are staples in the series. I mean, yeah. Krauser doesn't get, you know, he obviously doesn't get the notoriety later on, and I think he makes only a few other appearances some of the King of Fighters games, but, you know, like... Yeah, I think I think they they kind of they kind of did it, but not quite. And as much as they ripped off a lot from Street Fighter Two, they also uh, tried some shit that I think they should have stuck at for longer than they did as well, like yeah. the multi-tiered levels, yeah, um, the so, interaction, like the hazards on the stages. Yeah, I think some of them were really good. So what do you, what do you, what, do you, what for those who don't know what he means is basically you know with most most fighting games you play on one level, you play on one tier. Here, you could kind of 
jump to the background or jump to the um you could basically switch between like the back of the stage and the front of the stage so you could basically dodge a projectile by jumping to the back and you could then jump across and attack the other person it was something very different i've never done that in any fighting game no fighting game i know of has done that just fatal fury and they did it from number one as well yeah they did it from number one so it's we were saying about this off air. It was like it tried to do shit that was different. And it had some stuff that at the time Street Fighter didn't do. So it had the, um, the was it the panic attack sort of thing? It was yep. like the desperation move, sorry. So basically once you get to less than 25% health, you can use a desperation move, which does loads of damage. And it also had parry as well, um, yep. which we well, could not do because we're Tekken terrible. Tekken do um, the rage art now. I can't do the rage right? art. I yeah, but they call it a rage art, right? Uh, you get to a certain less. Yeah, they, you go less than thirty percent, and then you can use your rage art. It's the same idea, but they did it first. Yeah, they. Yeah, and it worked because. And you said about yeah, project um, stage hazards. So in the two of the levels, which is uh, the boxers, Axel Hawks and Lawrence Blood. So you're in a boxing ring, and the ring's electrified, and in Lawrence Blood, um, there are bulls that stay the know, fuck away from that background. They they come away from the back. They come away, and the thing is, you look at this. It can be done. Well, yeah. Look at Street Fighter Six. Look what's happening with them. They've got, they've got that sort of mechanic coming in for some of like the jokey stages. So obviously, SNK have said, I think you can borrow this. There's no way that would have been allowed. Like Capcom have pinched that hundred percent, and they've gone, yeah, go on, do it. Well, they had barrels and things like that, and boxes and crates or whatever in Street Fighter Two. But I, I don't think you do. They do more health. I can't. I don't. I've never. They weren't. Them doing they it. weren't part of the actual. They nah. were as a mini game. They weren't actually in the game. Yeah, I mean, on Guile's stage and on Ken's stage, you've got Guile's stage. You've got the barrel. Uh, the boxes, right? The crate. Oh, yeah, see what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you've got on Ken's stage those um drums. They're like. Petrol drums, right? Oh, no, but, they didn't do any extra damage. They were just there for... No, nah, they're just there just for the cool. effect. But this game, they actually do hurt you more. And uh, an electrified ring is a pretty gnarly hazard. I think that's pretty cool. I think, why yep. not? And again, it doesn't necessarily... I think it's a good thing. It separates it from Street Fighter because it's always... And it, we said it from the top. It's going to get compared to a Street Fighter 2. And it, it just unfortunately will do. Um... But at least it tried. Although, as we were doing this off stage, you can kind of like have a, a, a situation where one person's on the backstage, one person's on the front, and you're jumping back and forth, and you just look fucking stupid doing it. Ring around a rosy. <laughs> it's, it's like, wee, 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 wee. We just look like absolute bellends doing it. And it's, it's so fucking funny. It's so floaty. It's like, I'm going to go to the back. Whoa. It's so floaty. But. I, I, do you know what? I will give it though. I thought the stages look really good. They put they a lot of stages, in, a lot of move. Let's say move. There's a lot of moving parts where that wasn't the case in Street Fighter Two. Street Fighter Two is very stationary, whereas yeah. this everything apart from like Krauser's stage, everything is it's moving. Everything is going. Yeah. You're on a train. You're on a boat. Everything is moving. Yeah, I mean it's it's got. A lot more work done to the uh, the level design, and you can see with the sun setting on the stage and that sort of yeah. stuff when you go to round two and round three, just little touches like that that make it, you know, look better, you know. And I think um, I think they've they've obviously um, tried to try to stand out from Street Fighter in that fashion. Um, even yeah. the um, did you play the bonus stage by any chance? No, I didn't. I didn't play. No. The bonus. And I'm not gonna lie. 
I was getting my ass handed to me so much. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard because the enemy AI does all these tricks, and I know fuck all. Oh yeah, it's, I had to turn the I had to turn the difficulty down to to um, basically to get through the stages a little quicker because you know it, it is got that it's got that old game brutal like sort of brutal difficulty right mm. that makes you resort to cheesing to win you know which obviously you know it's, it's not as fun as a well designed AI that actually plays the game yeah but um, yeah I I think um, I think they just never got if we'd have got this in our homes to a higher standard sooner and a bit more in a, and more more arcades, I think SNK would have taken off a bit more. But it just I think it's just less iconic purely because Street Fighter came first, and in the Western market we just got Street Fighter Two cabinets everywhere. Yeah, you know, I so. think the, the problem with this game is like it basically looked at Street Fighter Two and went right, what can we do better? And they did put a good effort into it, but the problem was soon after this game came out, Street Fighter Two Turbo, sorry, Street Fighter Two Turbo Hyper Fighting came out, yeah, and that just was you had all the boss character backs back, Akuma was in it, and the game was much faster, and that was it. That was it. It's like you'd have no reason to play Fatal Fury. I know, I'm doing some research. Fatal Fury did release like a, a patched version called fatal fury special um which had three extra characters um duck king geese <laughs> from the first yeah film, i remember from the first game <laughs> and ryu sorry rio from art of fighting and the boss characters but the problem was again even but it's not as street fighter 2 turbo hyper fighting it's just fucking godlike and it's like because it's just so fast and Fatal yeah. Fury even special and couldn't do it it just couldn't match it and it's one of them it's like you, you, did, you don't put Street Fighter 2 Turbo down it was fantastic yeah and they kept using reusing the same name so all they're doing is patching effectively right Street Fighter 2 Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting Street Fighter 2 Champion Dish you know they just kept going and going and going and using Street Fighter 2 so they really lent on that branding SNK oh. didn't know sort of stick to one franchise they, they were trying out of fighting the Samurai Showdown they'd Fatal Fury, they had, you know, it's they never really poured all of their resources into a like a genuine competitor to Street Fighter, like the, even though that's what they were with all of their games. Yeah, you know? and you, you had the Neo Geo cabinets over in the UK, I guess, and it, it would have been, you know, you'd see it on there with um, Super Soccer or, or what's that other one called? Um, not well, Super Soccer, it's, Sensible um, Soccer. Yeah, and they had a few other games, SNK games, and Metal Slug and shit on it. Um, yeah, but it, that you know what, it just didn't have that magic, did it? Like, no, and people didn't and the, want to learn that. And the thing is, like, I, I I played this for a while. I just felt it didn't handle the characters didn't handle as well as the Street Fighter Two counterparts. No, it's not as snappy. It, it's not as snappy. Although, like, on some of the just basic punch combos, are doing so much damage. It was like that's broken. That is broken how much damage some of these moves are doing as like i know you could say this is back in the day but even like a punch combo is like that that's like half my health gone that's silly that shouldn't be doing that well the um projectiles do too much damage in fatal fury and it's and when you can't air block like we you know you're fucked oh yeah you even said that as we were playing i was like i'm in the air and you went you're fucked (laughs) yeah (laughs) because you are like you you can't do anything but i'll give them i'll give them this they the ability to change background, foreground, and that sort of thing does make dodging projectiles easier. 
But yeah, that, that's yeah. the thing. If you're good enough, you can you can dodge every projectile. And like some moves, like Terry Bogar basically choreographs when he's going to do his like flying punch. So you can just go bye and just jump right to the back. Yeah, and that power wave's just kind of useless. Um, oh, as a projectile that power as well. wave. So yeah, it's when he punches the floor. So that's how you use projectile. But in the Fatal Fury Two movie, they make it seem like godlike. It's like he's literally just used the Kamehameha and just blew up the world. Yeah, but I think I'm, I might be butchering the name of it, but he's got this power geyser, and it's like a one that is sort of like a, it reaches higher up on the screen, and you know it can can do more damage. But um, yeah, I mean that the, that's why when I'm using, I was using Andy, his projectile's much better. His basically rip off of. The Hadoken. I think he even oh, said like yeah. Sooken or something like that. I was like, did he? I was like, did he just say a Sooken? Yeah, that sounds like a Doken. I can't even remember what it's called, but it, it's something like that, isn't it? Like, um, it's like he may as well just go cheap ass rip off when he's like throwing it. <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't, I don't remember what it's called. But even my fan is far better projectile than Terry's. Freaking oh, good old, good old fan. Imagine that killer fan go woo. Yeah, it's a bit of a katana knockoff. I don't know if that came out first, though. Uh, no, this Mortal came Kombat... out first. This yeah, came yeah. out before before um, Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah, let's have a so, look at what it's called. Fucking katana. Uh, katana of death. Do you know what I was, <laughs> was going to say? Um, right, if you look at I don't know if you, if you can get this off. Hishoken. Right? Hishoken. Look at that. We'll rip off. Right, bring up the box art. Right, get Google up. <laughs> other other or, browsers are available. For Fatal Fury 2. Fatal Fury 2 box art. Yep, got it up. Right. Look. Which one is it? The Mega Drive one? Oh, sorry, I've got the arcade one up. Um. The jet, oh, it says Genesis. Look at the, the Genesis. The, the Super Nintendo one was terrible. Genesis one was fire. Oh, that Mega Drive one is absolutely amazing. That is a box art. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, that's awesome. That is, like the Super Nintendo one is terrible in comparison. Oh, oh my god! Fatal Fury Special came out on Game Gear. It came out on Game Gear. That Gross. even the special one looks ugly. That is just just disgusting. But the one on the oh my god, the Mega Drive and Genesis because it's obviously the same thing. Oh my god, that is that's fire. Look, and this is uh, this is still an important game, though. You know, when someone had to try and take on Capcom. Well, someone had to, and that's the thing. It just sadly, you know, it, it, it didn't have the longevity of um, some of the others. And like Mortal Kombat, it didn't have the impact. And it's, it's sad because games like King of Fighter, it's massive. But I just haven't really heard of it in comparison to the other ones like the, the big boys like Tekken but it's it's obviously got such a big reputation because look what happened when Smash got you know Terry Bogard was announced for Smash it, people went mental for it they went absolutely well, I think, mental I think fighting game characters in Smash um, definitely helped legitimize Smash as a fighting game right oh yeah 100% and, and I think that's why things like this and Kazuya and even Ryu and Ken, I mean Ryu and Ken not so much because they Capcom puts Ryu and fucking everything. Yeah. But um and Chun Li. But um you can see that what it meant, right? Because I consider sort of like arena beat 'em ups and you know sort of Smash and Nickelodeon All Star. I consider them to be their own sort of thing. But that doesn't mean you can't put Terry Bogard in it. You know what I mean? It's why not? Mm, 
Why not? You no, know, Kazia. When they put Kazia in Smash, that was when I finally plonked down the money for it and bought it. Oh, really? You know? It was yeah. It was that I was that like, got you it. Is that that got me? Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, I'd played Smash Ultimate. I played pretty much all of the um, Smash Brothers games. But yeah, it was just you could see that they they were keen to get fighting game characters into Smash. Oh yeah, they and he were was a big get. Keen. Yeah. And getting a, 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 you know, and it, it's cool that we live in a time where, you know, Capcom, Namco, and um, SNK can put characters in the same game. Oh, I think it's, a, you know, I, we talk, I've mentioned Smash Brothers before. I think Smash Brothers is one of the greatest projects, and I don't know if we'll get another one. I don't know if we generally get another one. And I've mentioned this on the main, on the show, is that we should just basically keep updating it the whole time. That's all we should do is just update this game but we'll look back one day at smash brothers and go holy shit how lucky were we to have a game with when do you think you're ever going to get terry bogard fighting cloud um fighting <laughs> pac-man you know the, the idea <laughs> sonic yeah fucking absurd just yeah absolutely absurd and we'll never get that again and we should be grateful and you know, you, it was great. Like, you look when we talked about Capcom vs SNK two, and everyone went mental for that. Like we were talking about Capcom vs SNK three. If that was to come out day one purchase immediately, I'd be straight on that. If they kept it, I don't know. Depends how they want to do it. Whether they want to do it King of Fighting style, but I'd be I'd be straight on for it. And I do wish that Fatal Fury had done better. I just think, unfortunately, it was constantly on the back foot of um, of Street Fighter. And that's what let it down. And I think if, I don't know, had they maybe not done the other games, then they might have been able to focus on this. But yeah, yeah, and I, I, I agree. Um, I mean, it, and obviously it's not, it's not a failure really because it's still around now, right? Yeah, it's still in, around now. In the form yeah. of King of Fighters. And King of Fighters does not exist without this series. No. It's, you know, it just doesn't. It's not as good. It doesn't have the... the characters that we like you know it, it just you know because i still mostly use the fatal fury characters in kof you know like I, you know i just to me they're the most sort of um yeah the, the most beloved characters in that franchise and you know like i like some of the other ones and you know but it's just i think fatal fury is you know a special game but it's it's definitely better as king of fighters now and i, I mean i I I'd never really got to play these SNK games the way I wanted to because because I think the business people make the decisions about where they're going to put games and what stores they're going to put them in and that sort of thing and Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat were just so much more successful. Yeah, and that's I think that's what one of the things that just held it back so much. I know I know we were talking about this off air. They made anime movies as well, and um, let's just say I am co- I will be covering the Fatal Fury two movie on Patreon. We've got we've got plans to cover that because holy shit, it's so shit, it's amazing. That's the it is fucking shocking. Oh, well, but I loved it. It was so shit. I loved it so much. It's is honestly it Mario Brothers movie shit. No, well Mario, I, no Mario Brothers shit is shit, and I hate it. But this is so shit. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I I also what you might want to go on YouTube and look at is the Street Fighter Two series, not the uh, movie. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the series, the series where who was it? That Balrog was a master. Um, 
was a computer man who could use the computer with his boxing gloves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just go back. Balrog's the tech man, and he uses the PC with his gloves on. It's like, how the fuck? <laughs> how yeah, they just the all walk around in their gaze all the time. Oh well, this is this is the series where literally it doesn't matter how much clothes you've got on. If you need to, you can you can constantly just rip on your gi. Like in the third film, the motion picture, Kim, the Korean guy, is like in a suit, and he suddenly has to go to battle, and he does like a, and his suit explodes, and his gi's underneath. I was like, fuck. It's off. like Superman. Like not even Superman. Superman has the decency to go change. He just explodes in his clothes, like. But yeah, his gi somehow his manages to hold on. I was like, absolutely fuck off. Absolutely <laughs> piss off. But it's yeah. so good. Well, I mean, Terry Terry just wears regular clothes. Well, yeah, basically, yeah, Terry's just wearing regular clothes. He's just, I, Terry just hasn't left the 90s, though. No, to be fair, he's like that trucker hat. That trucker hat's so good. He, he's a little, he's, let's be honest, he's a little redneck. He is, isn't he? He's a proper yeah. redneck. Although, as we said, playing the game, his, his Japanese is really good, considering he's meant to be American. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and he throws okay. that. <laughs> and he starts speaking Japanese, like, oh, I think you're chatting shit here, mate. I think you're chatting yeah. shit. By the way, right, I, and I, we didn't talk about it before, right? I'm just looking at the character select screen, right? How fucking big is Big Bear? Well, he's not called average bear, is he? He's fucking like eight foot. It should have a little thing down in the corner saying not to scale. Fucking shit. Jesus Christ, he's huge. Maybe it's like when you take a school photo and he's standing on some sort of, like, platform. Okay, he's a little bit. He's a little bit behind other people. But you've got him next to, like, Mai and Kim. They're on the set. Fucking hell. Right. I'm. G- <laughs> this is how sad I am. Kim. This is... I don't know how how big are they saying, big bear, fatal. Some of like these well, Google things are like, what are you looking at? What are you looking at, dickhead? He's six <laughs> foot eight, apparently. He looks bigger than six foot eight, and I swear to God, right? If you, again, type this in, big bear, and look at his SNK wiki picture. He looks like he's got like crotch problems. He's like he's in his tights. He's like, oh, oh crap, crap. And he's from oh, Australia. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, know I that. didn't know that. E- I didn't know that either. He's from Alice <laughs> Springs. There we go. Well, there was there was um, Uluru in the background, so there that we go. makes that sense. But Alice Springs, let's keep in mind, is still you still should fly to Uluru from Alice Springs. It's not like a. It, it's not how people imagine. Well, yeah, but like, look, we've we've just we talked about this because the Italy level. It was, <laughs> you suddenly it looks like Venice, but then you can see the Leaning Tower of Pisa, and then the Colosseum was like, um, I'm not a special in geography, but I'm pretty sure they're not in the same place. Yeah, like uh, we talked about Pisa and uh, Venice being on separate coasts. Yeah, they're, they're given, just... given the benefit of the doubt, or at least if I understand my Italian ge- geography. But then Pisa does have canals, so we can let them off. But they don't have the Colosseum. They, don't, they do not have the Colosseum. I have been there. They do not have the Colosseum. It's all shit. It's all bullshit lies. <laughs> Fuck this game. It gets, it gets minus score for its shit geography. <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> and I would have thought the Japanese would have uh, understood this because it's not like Italy is smaller than Japan. 
Well, true. They seem comparable, yeah. right? But yeah, but let's be honest. Do they really care? Like, look, look at how they do Balrog. Like, like Balrog was this huge Mike Tyson lookalike. So it's like, ah, fuck it. That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think they're, they're, they're scaling's really that much of it. But do you know what? I, I feel sorry for this game because I really do. I think if Street Fighter, if Street Fighter 2 wasn't here, this game would have done really well. Yeah, I mean, and I feel similar things about, say, like Dead or Alive versus Tekken. Yeah, yeah, you can have that one. I agree. Yeah, because, like, Virtual Fighter wasn't as good as Tekken, right? No, no. But Dead or Alive was close. Yeah. I mean, Dead or Alive lent into the uh, my the my uh, boobs too much. But <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was a on, solid fighting game. Ball. It was still a fighting game, but it went a bit silly, didn't it? Come on. Yeah, it did. Um, well, considering Tekken's all about demons, demons and devils and all that shit. But, you know, bikini babes, that's just a little bit silly. Yeah, well, I mean, Tekken 2 did have that bonus disc where it had all the female characters in bikinis. Did he? It, yeah, did you not? Oh, did you You have um, Tekken 2 on the PlayStation? Hang on. Again, this is... I, I did have Tekken 2 on the PlayStation. I wonder if every copy had that. Bikini. Again, The this copy is... I did it, had it. Had and I think dick. it was just the music. I think it was just the music, yeah. I can see the pictures. Oh, my God. You look at these pictures, like, it is just so depressing. It was a bonus disc. Oh, that's just... What's wrong with me? I, I need to go back and... Someone send... If you've got Tekken 2 original, send that into the show. I need to see it for um, research... Purposes. Research purposes. <laughs> it's... I know, you won't see me for days. <laughs> so, I think, you know, honestly, like... I, don't, I feel sorry for this thing. But I, I will stand on, like, as I said from the beginning, the Krauser boss is absolutely incredible. And you should go back. And just anyone who wants to see how a good video game final boss is, Krauser is it. And the Genesis box art, Mega Drive box art, is fucking fire. That is one of the best box arts I've ever seen. I'm putting it up. If I do a bot top 10 box arts, that's up there. Oh, you definitely. It looks awesome. I mean, I didn't even think of that. You know, um, compared to the games of the time where they'd literally just write some sort of design brief and just give it to someone and not even let them play it or look at the game or whatever. Like, I, I, could it, put that, I might put that on my wall. That is so cool. It's sick, hey? Jesus. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, gushing over like a 90s artwork. But there are some there are some things in life you want to have on your wall. Like for me, one of the best bits of artwork in a game was Street Fighter Alpha Two. I was about to say that. Where yeah, Ryu and looking up at Akuma with Saka in the background. That is fucking ridiculous as an artwork. And I remember seeing a massive poster of that when I went on holiday to Singapore when I was younger, and that that was I seeing that and go that fucking looks awesome. That would I would get that in a heartbeat if if I could. I think one day when I get my future room, that's going in there as well as like the Akira poster of Kaneda walking away from the bike, and the old turtles '90s film when they're looking up from the sewers. They're things I get on my wall, and I'm telling you now, Fatal Fury Two. If I can get that artwork, that is going on my wall because that oh, yeah. is impressive. I had a um. I remember getting a poster when I was a kid of um when Street Fighter 2 The New Challenges came out, right? And it had uh, the yeah. extra characters. I had a um, a poster, it would have been a three, and it had all the characters standing in a line, and it was awesome. Oh, that'd be cool. And it was awesome. Uh, but I, I think another another one, box art I like from uh, back on the Mega Drive was Sonic 3. I think that was a good good artwork as well. 
hang on, but, let's just see, because we could have had different versions here. Yeah, it had Knuckles sort of creeping in the background. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is the lies, because you didn't know who he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That yeah, was pretty cool artwork. It's Fatal Fury artwork. It's fucking un- un- unreal. That is, yeah, that's, that's the tits, isn't it? That is literally the tits. Yeah, um, back when that really mattered, too, like, you know. Box art did. Box art mattered so much. And, yeah, it was like one of them. It's like you, you dictated the game on how good your box art was. Unless you were like a Sonic or Mario, you really dictated about how good your artwork was. And I, I'm not going to lie, I'd never seen it. I've never seen that artwork because, again, I didn't really get access to Fatal Fury 2, which is such a shame because I would have gone after that. I would have yeah. bought that in a heartbeat. There's just no chance I would have found a copy of that in any of the shops where I grew up. So yeah. it's just, yeah... It's a shame because that, that again, I'd have totally picked it based on that box art. It's just like, it's a wonder Mega Man survived. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, with uh, uh, Yeah, but I mean, yeah. It'd be. I'd love to have a copy of this game, and I'd love to have a poster of it as well. I'd definitely put that on my wall. Should the uh, the oh, misses allow it. That's it. I didn't write. You know, what you're saying about um, Sonic Three. I didn't have. I had a different version. My version of it. Is is not Knuckles hiding in a bush? It's Knuckles hiding in the corner. Ah, he's like he's like basically giving a fuck you, Sonic. That was my version. I had, but I know which ah, one you okay. mean. The what? The one with him? Like, yeah, we never. I think it's the American or Aussie version. I never got that version. Shit. Well, we typically got the um, PAL like European artwork because we had the PAL games. So, um, I've got a. A North American version, like an NTSC version of Street Fighter 2 um, that I bought not knowing I needed an adapter for. Well, this, <laughs> I just sent you it now. That's what we had. I've seen that one. Yeah, that's not as good as the other one. No, we have, we've had both. We only had that one. As yeah, far as I can I've remember, seen this we one. only had that one. Yeah, no, you know the one I'm talking about though, don't you? Yeah, yeah, because oh, yeah, you, you did because yours. Are, yeah, I'm looking at it. This is Genesis all over. We never had it. That's rubbish. Yeah, fucking, fucking shoot. Yeah, I, I love think... how we just got off topic here, but you know, box art, box art matters. It's important. Yeah, maybe we did have that one. I'll have to look at my copy because I've got the. Um, I think that's a game I've got the cartridge for and not the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it, it's a weird thing. We've kind of gone a bit of a um, tangent, a bit of a tandem. But look. I've got nothing else to say about this. Have you got any more to go through with it? No, no, just that, you know, it was a nice trip down memory lane, uh, you know, and he's one of my, you know, sort of favourite characters in fighting games generally, Terry, and, you know, and I use Andy and and that sort of thing in uh, KOF 15. So, yeah, it's just, again, it's just sort of got lost to history, didn't it, really? The character survived, but the game and what it tried to do, it's a shame they didn't stick with that concept of the um, multi-tiered thing. But having said that, KOF is now a fully-fledged competitor with Street Fighter. It's just yeah, as it's good in my there, opinion. Isn't it? yeah. So if you had to give this a score out of 10, what's it getting? Oh, it's getting a 4 or a 5, unfortunately. But I'm going to give it a 6, and I'll explain why. 5 originally, um, but... Because of how good my points are, Krauser was, and because of the history of Terry, and also because of that box art that gets an extra point. Simply at that, Slapping it actually made a freaking effort because of the. It made such an effort with that box art, and it did try 
That's why I get to that extra point. All right, so I'll give it a 5.5. It'll, oh, I'll bump it generous. up based on its box art and based on its uh, slap and track at the end against Krauser. There we go. Let's see. Yeah. I'm glad I can convince you. Well, friend, it's been really good having you. And I look forward to when you can hear my Fatal Fury 2 movie. Oh, oh. oh and, and I've got to defend my, cho- my selection for Survive or Die with Castlevania. No, you're not having no, 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 no. You you lost, you lost. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't get to come back on this show because you don't. No, no, you don't use your time on here to bring on survive or die. You lost. No, <laughs> did I? You no, you made the same decision. You just, you just said I. Uh, my fellow Saturnian Chris Kirkland convinced me he didn't. What what convinced me was. The fact that I hadn't played any Castlevania, and if I erase, you know, or kill uh, um, Metroid, I can still play Castlevania. Well, that, that's true. Yeah, and the memories, the memories of uh, of a Metroid will not leave me. So well, I, I could, I could make that a rule, but no, maybe. Oh, that you forget about it, get amnesia. Someone's someone new to the show is like, what? When was this? Because I don't know when this one's going to air. And I was like, yeah, that was episode 38. And I was like, when the fuck were you know when this one's airing? Like, Fucking hell, that was like half a year ago. Well, sorry about the chronology, but... The, but, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I actually should play those games, though. They are, they are um, obviously, no, you're, very you're good. Stuck, and I have watched on, the... Yeah. You stick on Fatal Fury. You've got to play that now for the rest of your life. <laughs> I've got too many... <clears throat> Too many fighting games to get stuck into now, like mate. Yeah, with all these um, series, all these uh, series having sequels coming up next year. You know, Killer Instinct as well. Apparently, what the fuck am I going to do? I've got to have Street Street Fighter, potentially new Tekken. Just abandon abandon your family. Just abandon your family, and we'll be all fine. Yeah, or I just have to give Street Fighter Street Fighter a miss again. Fuck off. Catch up. Get off. Get off the show now. Get off. The Tekken right. 8. Do no, we need you, a Tekken 8? No, we no, no, you're pissing me off now, right? You just get off my show. <laughs> it's been, been great chatting to you about Fatal Fury 2. As always, my friend. You take care of yourself. Yeah, you too, mate. Thanks. And that was episode 61 and Fatal Fury 2. Thank you so much to all of you for listening and joining me. Thank you, Minister Agent Dean, once again for coming on the show. Really do appreciate it. And I'll see everyone next week for episode 62. And as I said at the beginning of the show, if you wanted to help support the show and get involved, go over to patreon.com forward slash retro wars and you can join up there. Until next time, I'll see everyone next week and take care of yourself. Bye bye. <laughs>